0: Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI six
1: oh seven.
2: And Felice Navidad to you.
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: No, it's gracias to
1: everybody who came together and donated toys or cash to be a part of this year's idaho's largest toy drive we
2: got a pass them, didn't we
1: we uh, really did and with your help we were able to help over 15,000 kids across the extended treasure valley where these toys will be going to 15,000 kids who might not have had Toys to open up on Christmas morning. will now have a Merry Christmas, thanks so, to all of you.
2: basically helping 15,000 sets of parents in, in whatever configuration.
1: It's, it's truly just uh, mind-boggling, um, especially as slow as everything started out. I did not have high hopes after the first day. Uh, the first four days, actually. It started. Uh, this is the first time we've been in the studio for two weeks. That's true. Because we broadcast live uh, every day, and of course we had Thursday and Friday of Thanksgiving week off. Mm-hmm. So this Wednesday, today, yeah, Wednesday, was first time in two weeks. Exactly.
2: Two weeks ago today. They, did, first, they, they didn't paint or anything, though. So, I don't you know. think so, no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, after the first four days, we hadn't even filled up one semi as of yet, mm-hmm. our first day of broadcasting, and I thought, wow, this is off but to a slow start compared the, to uh, years in the past. The pace picked up. Picked up amazingly, thanks. Boy, howdy. To uh, all of you Another record setting year Last year we had three and a half semis Mm -hmm. 53 foot semi Trailers just jam packed Full of toys Now we haven't got an official final count As of yet But over four 53 foot semi trailers Full of toys Mm -hmm. Don't know how much was in the fifth So we started a fifth trailer this year Stacked
2: full of toys Not not just the uh, Covering the floor or something like that. Yeah, this is
1: 53-foot trailers, four of them full, and a fifth one started. All right, last year we had three and a half trailers that we were able to uh, put together. Last year we had around $37,000 in cash that we raised. This year, don't have a final count as of yet, but it is over $45,000. That's
2: pretty good. Also, I don't think you have to color your hair now, do you?
1: No, we came up sixty uh, some thousand dollars short. Nate no. doesn't have to have his uh, just, just hair actually, shaved. Actually, between
2: fifty and fifty five thousand, or fifty, short, yeah, fifty five thousand. However, we, <clears throat> we, you know, we we set a goal of a hundred women last year. We got thirty five, so maybe not the most realistic thing in the world.
1: Well, I mean, if you're if you're gonna do something crazy like shave your head or have your hair colored for months on end by uh, a color wheel that is choosing your hair color you know it should be a pretty high bar to reach what's the months on end part i mean i'm not able to recolor my hair the day after it, it's colored it, until it grows yeah, out it, it it was going to be colored until all the hair color grew out so it wasn't like i could go in one day have my hair colored and yeah. then the ne- next day you know go have it back to its normal color however that's
2: what i would have done and then when i came into work i would have said hey sue me if you don't
1: like <laughs> yeah but good luck next year if uh, <laughs> putting together uh, some sort of challenge and have people believe that you're going to follow through on it. Um, I just It's very humbling, uh, by the way, and uh, I know Nate Shelman spent a lot of time out there. My guess is he probably went to sleep last night at about uh, 9 o'clock and might not wake up until just in time for his show today. Well, that was everyone's advice. On, on the,
2: <laughs> you know, he, he texted everybody and said it was all finished and what the results were, and uh, I noticed immediately Rick, texted him back and said, why aren't you in bed or something like <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs>
1: yeah, it probably took a little time to you know, de-stress, yeah. um, but thank you so much. Um, again, another record-setting year, and if you looked at the first four or five days, it didn't look like we were going to get to the point where we did. Um, and it's not something that Chris can do, that I can do, that Nate can do, or anybody of consequence as far as our sponsors it's everybody that came together to give a conduit for the treasure valley and it just goes to prove just how great our community is when it comes to things like this giving going out of their way another record set and not i mean it was blown away record yeah we blew away last Last year's record by you know over ten almost ten thousand dollars in cash plus um, it's going to turn out to be close to another full semi
2: load of toys. Taking into consideration the price of toys is actually up from where it was last year, and we still made more toys.
1: Yeah. So thank you uh once again if you donated cash, if you uh brought in a check, if you donated time. I know Micron uh workers donated a massive amount of time. Yeah, they did. Um to come out and man our booths because uh, we had to have somebody at the booth the entire time um to make sure that if people came up, they helped them unload, mm-hmm. um to get them loaded into the truck. Thank you of course to the Marines, a lot of which the Marines, you know, are not on duty when they do this. They give their own personal time. That's true. To be a part they of don't, this mission.
2: They don't get paid extra no. for this sort of thing. They just volunteer.
1: So thank you to everybody over the next coming days. We will get a final count to you, but that kind of gives you uh, an official wrap-up to uh, how well things went this year. Just absolutely amazing. And uh, just can't tell you, last night when we got that uh, text with the numbers going, oh my gosh, this is so humbling. Um, yeah to be able to put that together so once again thank you to everybody who uh took part in this keep in mind if you still want to give we're not uh toys for tots is not done. Now, Idaho's largest toy drive is officially over. Toys for Tots will continue to take your donations if you want to donate toys. You're hearing us talk about this this morning and saying, oh, I missed out. I would love to be a part of this. They will take your donations up until December 15th. Yeah, so that's
2: Thursday after this. It's next Thursday of next yeah. week. Yeah. So you
1: got about another week. And, and the reason why they only do it up until December 15th and still instead of the 24th is because they have to have enough time to get all the toys figured out on where they're going to go who they're going to go to and then actually get them delivered to the parents yeah. to make sure that those toys are going to be under the tree on christmas so that's they, they have that's to do serism.
2: all they have to do all the work pre-christmas to make it a good christmas
1: mm-hmm. keep in mind if you're listening to this and saying hey this is a, a great thing um my family's not going to have a christmas and you'd like to get involved in this you still have a chance also to uh fill out an application to uh, get toys for your family. If if you're not going to be able to make sure that your kids have a uh, wonderful Christmas and every kid should have a great Christmas, um, you can uh, just Google Toys for Tots Idaho and it'll take you there. And uh, there's a uh, link that you can fill out an application. I think the sergeant... Talked to us and said it was about a two page application. And basically, it just gives your address, the ages of your kids, the sex, so that they know what type of toys um, that you're going to be getting. And uh, you have a chance to do that. And I believe that also is up until December 15th. Okay. If you'd like to make that application. Was
2: that the Sergeant Captain Johnson?
1: Yes. I'm sorry, uh, Captain Johnson. (laughs) Yes. I forget how many different people we've talked to. I did it too.
2: We kept referring to him as the Sergeant. (laughs) Well, we talked,
1: one day we did talk to a Sergeant. I know. Yeah. 208 336, 3700 pounds. 670 on your Verizon Wireless if you want to get through to us this morning. Phone lines are open. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, It's a little weird. Uh, I'm not used to being in the studio. I I got lost on my way to work this morning. I uh, didn't get uh, any... starbucks this morning like i i've had every day out there oh, and uh, man, no, that's I'm, true that's why things seem a little slow going through some sort of withdrawals <laughs> i'm sure let's get our first check on uh, what's going on in sports don't forget brand new sponsor this week pork belly in cuna homemade sausage gravy made daily from scratch in-house smoked pork belly it's been smoked for 11 hours they also have pulled pork, homemade marionberry cream cheese, fresh if, shredded if, hash if, browns. If, if they don't
2: sell that gravy by the gallon, they're, they're missing out on a good opportunity. <laughs>
1: they sell it by the gallon when I come in. Well, I know um, that. Get into uh, Pork Belly in CUNA today.
3: Good morning. Well, you got to give it up for the Boise State men's basketball team. They've now won six in a row after they defeated Eastern Oregon last night, 90-54. to We hear more this morning from Bob Beeler. The Broncos used a twenty two
4: run midway through the first half to pull away. Tyson Degenhardt scored nineteen, making all seven of his shots. Three other players were in double figures for the Broncos, including freshman Sada Nganga, who had a career high thirteen points to go with six rebounds.
5: Like it's not surprising me, probably will surprise some people, because that's the first time really see me like a call, give water everything I, I have. For me, it's just one game. And just keep getting better, like he's not surprising me. The Broncos are now seven
4: and two on the season and will travel to Saint Louis for a game Saturday. Bob Beeler, News Talk
3: KBOI. In other Mountain West games that were played last night, South Dakota State went and got whooped by Air Force last night, seventy nine to fifty eight. It was New Mexico that defeated Western New Mexico 102 to 63, Wyoming over Texas A&M Commerce 91 to 76, San Jose State beat CSU Bakersfield 58 to 48, and Nevada remains undefeated. They defeated Pepperdine 85 to 77. I'm Rick Worthington.
5: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
1: December 7th, National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, a date that probably a lot of people didn't realize at the time would change the world.
2: That's true. Years ago, we used to have people call in and, you know, give us their memories of, (laughs) of, of Pearl Harbor, you know, the actual Pearl Harbor Day, 1941. But it was, it was 81 years ago now. And so, you know, those people are fewer in number, obviously. Um,
1: 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you do happen to remember it, and you know, that would mean you would be up there in age, but you know, there are still people who, of course, um, were alive during that time um, would like to share uh, your memories. Please feel free to do that. You can also email us Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Stick around uh, for you once again today. Uh, more chances for you to uh, get to see a great comedy show. This is coming up tomorrow night. Bill Burr is going to be at the Ford Idaho Center, one of the uh, most popular and successful stand-up comedics curing, currently touring the United States. It's great. We had uh, two of the bigger ones here within uh, about a week's amount of time. Kevin Hart was uh, here mm-hmm. last week, wildly successful, and now Bill Burr will be here coming up tomorrow night at the Ford Idaho Center. You... Get a chance to uh, also be there. We have a free pair of tickets that we're giving away this morning. Also, we'll have your final chance to win coming up tomorrow morning. We've got a $50 gift certificate to Pork Belly in CUNA. We'll be giving that away coming up here this morning with our Casper and Chris. Uh, damn near impossible questions, so um, stick around. Plenty of chances to do some winning this morning at 208-336-3700 uh, or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Even uh, toll-free, wherever you're listening, one 800 529 five two six four if you want to get through um by the way uh somebody was not happy with yesterday's question says uh i am disappointed in your selection of the damn near impossible question there's so much ugliness in our world already without spreading even a minute of the time on what was supposed to be a fun portion of your show i turned my radio off after i heard the question so apparently she has something well i did have the word against well she didn't say that was the reason though i you're assuming
2: yeah, I am. Maybe, Actually, maybe I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just assume that was the problem.
1: That makes an ass out of you. You know the saying. I don't mind that. Oh, okay. Um, I I prefer to assume that maybe she has problems with Abraham Lincoln, or maybe she has problems with people uh, receiving clemency. I'm I don't gonna, know. I'm going to stick with my guess of bestiality. She just she just didn't like the question. Yeah. And you'll never believe what her name is. Thank you, Karen. Oh well. Wow. <laughs>
2: I guess. You know what's funny? When, I guess with when that, that name, there's nothing more that, you would expect. When that first came out, people started talking about, you know, Karen's doing all this stuff. I seriously, I, I thought they had named it after my sister-in-law. Her name is Karen. <laughs> and
5: and that's the way she I,
2: I swear to God, I've, <laughs> the, the one phrase I've probably heard her say more than any other in the time I've known her is, I'd like to see the manager.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, Karen, just so you know, no more questions on bestiality, Abraham
5: Lincoln, or clemency. Just for you. Thank you. Drive Home Live and Local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This
0: is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. 6:42. Um a couple of knuckleheads in the news
1: this morning. On the lighter side of uh, news here on KBOI. If you were to just uh, take a guess, um you were going to go into Walmart to steal a bunch of stuff. What would be the worst, absolute worst time that you uh, would possibly plan to do that?
2: Uh, during a store detectives convention?
1: How about during a shop with a cop event going on? Yes, uh, same, uh, same principle. Yeah, dumbest time to steal something is when the uh, Walmart is jam-packed full of cops. It's even worse when the store is uh, filled with police officers who are actually wearing their police uniforms. <laughs> okay, that, that, that's just stupid. A man in Florida uh, arrested for allegedly trying to steal from Walmart while the store was hosting a shop with a cop event. Really? at Florida, of course. Um, there were uh, between 40 and 60 police officers who were shopping with kids in the Walmart at the time, including the county sheriff. Not surprisingly, he had drug paraphernalia on him at the time, including a meth that,
2: pipe. I was going to say, that sounds like a bit of an
1: altered consciousness <laughs> taking over there. Um, uh, and we have one more. This This might even be a bigger knucklehead than that guy was. Now, in a normal bank robbery, authorities may try to track down a thief by analyzing his handwriting, maybe left fingerprints or something like that. Nope. This 30-year-old man named Michael Lloyd uh, admitted to robbing a bank in Missouri because they pretty much had him dead to rights because he handed a teller a note that said, Give me your money now. Don't say anything. I have a partner outside. That's all perfectly fine. He got away with $754 in cash. Uh, he didn't get along uh, very, get away for very long though um because the note was uh, written on the back of his birth certificate oh my god oh, his birth certificate on the back of his birth certificate how did he happen to have that with him on a bank robbery maybe he was trying to get a passport or something <laughs>
2: Yeah, oh. he, went in, he went in there to get a passport. They were busy, so he robbed the <laughs> so bank.
1: He robbed the bank, wrote the note on the back I've of heard, his yeah, birth I've, certificate. I've, I've
2: heard stories like that before, like, you know, the guy that goes in and fills out an application to work there and then robs the place, yeah. leaving all his information on the <laughs> application.
1: Well, and this is one of those things, because how many times do you hear people go, well, that that wasn't my note? It's pretty hard to say, well, that's not my birth certificate. Yeah. Uh, oh, Wait. KBOI Newstime, 645. Let's get a check on sports. Brought to you by Park Belly in CUNA. Get in for lunch every day, seven days a week. They open uh, up at 7 this morning.
3: Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. It looks like UNLV is getting serious about their football program. A former head coach in the SEC and one of the nation's top coordinators, Barry Odom, has been appointed the new head coach of UNLV's football program, which was just announced yesterday. Odom will be introduced to the Las Vegas community today at 10 a.m. during a media conference in the Grand Hall of the Richard Tam Alumni Center on campus. Odom comes to UNLV after finishing his third season at the University of Arkansas, serving as the associate head coach there, the defensive coordinator, and safeties coach for the Razorbacks. Before moving to Fayetteville, Odom spent four seasons as a head coach at the University of Missouri, including taking two of his teams to bowl games and finishing at 500 or better three different times en route to building an overall record of 25-25 and 25 from 2016 to 2019. His 2018 Missouri squad also finished the regular season, ranked number 23 in the college football playoff poll. So once again... UNLV has a new head football coach. His name is Barry Odom, and he's been coaching the last couple of seasons in the SEC with the University of Arkansas. I'm Rick Worthington.
5: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back
0: to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. 658. We have a $50
1: gift certificate coming up this morning for Pork Belly in CUNA. If you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network that can help with all your real estate needs. Call today, 208-888-4128. Question today. These are the only states in the United States where bestiality is still legal. Are you kidding? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that one was for you, Karen. Our question actually today is uh, all the sweaters that Fred Rogers wore on uh, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. They had one thing in common. One thing. Every single sweater that he ever wore on that show. What was the commonality in that sweat on those sweaters? One thing that they had in common. You know the answer, stick around. Coming up here, uh once again, about 8.20 this morning, we'll give you a chance to answer that question and get that $50 gift certificate once again to the Pork Belly in CUNA. Be ready to call. You can lock it into your speed dial right now, if you wish, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless.
5: A great one. Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and
0: Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk,
5: KBOI. A jury in Manhattan has convicted the Trump organization of tax fraud. The forewoman stood to read the verdict, which found two entities, a former President Trump's company, guilty as charged on all counts. The company found guilty of scheme to defraud, conspiracy, criminal tax fraud, and falsifying business records. The verdict came on the second day of deliberations after about 10 hours of deliberations. The jurors sent four notes seeking clarity about the charges and we read back the testimony from a witness repeating a jury has convicted the Trump organization of tax fraud
1: So that happened uh yesterday after uh our show could uh, cost up to 1.6 million dollars in uh fines for the uh, two companies and they probably have that much uh, that would be my my uh, personal guess yes. yeah Uh, Trump was not charged in the case, did not appear in the courtroom uh, during the trial. Defense lawyer Susan uh, Natchelis said that the trial evidence showed Trump was not involved. Defense attorney Alan Ferefattis said that he was sure that the verdict would be appealed that would potentially keep the case in courts during Trump's 2024 campaign, possibly alongside federal investigation of documents also uh, found at uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, uh, amongst other cases. Companies facing criminal penalties of up to one point six million dollars. The uh, companies would face uh, sentencing on uh, January thirteenth. Somebody
2: was uh, circulating a meme yesterday that had uh, Trump being uh, interviewed on television, and the little balloon coming from his head said, "I've never even heard of the Trump Organization." <laughs>
1: It is interesting. They don't give the name of the companies. They just said it's a Trump organization. Well, I'm guessing it has a name.
2: That's basically the name, though. The
1: two Trump organizations, are their names? Yeah, just... I'm guessing they have... I mean, they have to have a name to be able to have a business license, Mm -hmm. LLC, and all that. I'm I'm guessing that the organizations are not called two Trump organizations.
2: Oh, no. I
1: could be wrong, but I'm guessing that they have a name. Not as such, but yeah. You know, it's like KBOI. Our organization has a name. It's called Cumulus. True.
2: It's our parent company.
1: Yeah. So I don't. I don't even. I mean, none of these stories are saying what the names of the companies are. Um, it's just Trump companies convicted. Find it interesting. There is one thing that I find interest, interesting. Prosecutors um, say that they have proof that Trump was well aware of and approved of the schemes in this.
2: As the CEO.
1: As the owner of the company, I guess. Um, Here's my problem with that. Are you stupid? Are you a bad prosecutor? If you have proof, why is he not in court? Why was he not charged?
2: Yeah, if if they didn't bring up the proof in court, my guess is they don't actually have proof.
1: But yet, there you are, even though you didn't bring up charges as a prosecutor saying, oh, we had proof that he fully knew... (laughs) That are you that bad a prosecutor apparently, that you yeah. apparently have proof and cannot charge him, bring him to yeah, court, makes,
2: and find him guilty? That makes no sense. We lost, no. even though we had proof. Yeah. We never brought up
1: the proof, but we sure had it. <laughs> Once again, is that is that just something to bring up, you know, a way to make Trump look bad? Possibly. I don't know. I haven't seen the case. I wasn't a part of the jury trial. Now, I will say, it only took a couple hours to come back with a guilty verdict. Well, I, will, I will further say, I as mean, a person who all has... They,
2: all, they, all they proved is somebody did something.
1: I will further say that, uh, as a person who has uh, been on one jury trial in my entire life, which I found absolutely fascinating, even though it took up six hours of my life that I'll never get back. It was, it was fascinating to be a part of that trial. And this trial w- had to do with uh, check fraud. Mm-hmm. And it was a super simple trial. There were four checks that this person had uh, allegedly signed and cashed. Now, he was admitting his guilt on three of the checks. There was a fourth. The only reason we were there is because he maintained his innocence on a fourth check, which, by the way, was drawn on the same exact bank for the same amount of money as the three other checks and the same exact signature as the three other checks. The reason he said that he was not guilty was because the uh, person who was working at the counter at the time said she couldn't 100% say that that was the person who fraudulently cashed the check. Mm. It took us six hours of deliberations to come back with a guilty verdict in a case that, in my opinion, that simple I mean, it, after hearing all the evidence, I'm like, he's guilty, and it's like, they they wanted to discuss this thing, and it was, I mean, the total thing took six hours. This took, so there were four. This took two hours. So there were four
2: basically identical checks. Yes, roughly. Yeah, uh, same handwriting, same yep. everything. Yep. and he admitted to passing three of the bad checks, yes. but was contesting the fourth one simply because there wasn't an eyewitness.
1: The eyewitness said, "I cannot one hundred percent." say that this is the person I think it's the person but I can't 100% say that it is the person and in that particular case it still took six hours mm. here's a case in New York that seems uh, a lot more difficult has a lot more evidence and took so I mean the, the whole case this whole case by the way uh, that I was involved in um, took one day and here's a case that has gone on for months and months so the jury came back with a verdict in just about two hours so the the evidence in this case must have been overwhelming to be able to come back that quickly
5: with guilty
1: verdicts in in this particular case other things we'll uh, be talking about this morning um there's a proposal already that uh, apparently is going to be brought up in the next legislative session to lower state sales tax from 6% to 4%, and still be able to generate over a billion dollars more a year for schools. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Sure. You don't get too excited because it's going to raise the price on some of the things that you uh, (laughs) uh, uh, do purchase. There's probably no downside, (laughs) is there? (laughs) Um, Apparently, uh, this is going to be brought up in the next legislative session However, there's going to be uh, a lot of people who are against this. Um, I don't know how much support it's going to get, but we'll bring it up to you and get your thoughts coming up here this morning. Right now, it is seven fourteen. We'll get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, brought to you by, Orc Belly and Cuna, the place to go. You get breakfast or lunch. They're open right now. As a matter of fact, seven to two, seven days a week, open up every week, uh, every week, and every day. With the exception of Christmas, they're going to take Christmas off. But Christmas Eve, they're open. Every other day, they're open. They're cooking just for you. Get in for lunch today.
3: Good morning. Well, you got to give it up for the Boise State men's basketball team. They've now won six in a row after they defeated Eastern Oregon last night, 90-54. to 54. We hear more this morning from Bob Beeler. The Broncos used a 20-to-2 run midway through the first half to pull away. Tyson
4: DeGenhart scored 19, making all seven of his shots. Three other players were in double figures for the Broncos, including freshman Sada Nganga, who had a career-high 13 points to go with six rebounds.
5: Like it's not surprised me, probably to surprise some people because that's the first time we really did see me like mm-hmm. give a call, give what I, everything I, I have. For me, it's just one game and just keep getting better, like, he's not surprising me.
4: The Broncos are now 7-2 and two on the season and will travel to St. Louis for a game
3: Saturday. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. In other Mountain West games that were played last night, South Dakota State went and got whooped by Air Force last night, 79-58. It was New Mexico that defeated Western New Mexico 102-63, Wyoming over Texas A&M Commerce 91-76, San Jose State beat CSU Bakersfield 58-48, and Nevada remains undefeated. They defeated Pepperdine 85-77.
0: I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report.
5: Powered by CapEd Credit Union.
0: Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 7.22, 7.22, Jeremiah Bates uh, with us
1: this morning. To talk about your money. Stock market down about uh, 20 points as far as the future's are concerned. So basically right now flat. Uh, however, another big down day yesterday across the board um, as far as uh, what's going on uh, when we look at the stock market here in December. Not been good news for the last few days. However, um, there is some good news. I know a lot of people like to uh, invest in uh, an airline uh, because it was extremely popular, uh, became less so when they suspended their dividends. But it sounds like there's an airline that's going to be adding the dividends back in, huh?
6: Yep. Southwest is the first out of the major U.S. carriers that are going to resume payouts to shareholders in the form of a dividend. Now, you've got to remember that when the, air, the, when the U.S. airlines received about $54 billion in federal aid to obviously keep business operations going, pay employees during the pandemic— One of the stipulations to that was that it prohibited dividends and it prohibited share buybacks. Now, those restrictions were lifted this past fall. So now you got to look at the uh, the lay of the land for Southwest. Obviously, they are optimistic around the, the increase in travel demand and they're turning back on their dividends. So that dividend will turn back on January 31st. It's gonna pay, uh, I think it's 19 cents a share. Um, but it, it's, it's a big deal because as an investor, one of the biggest benefits over the length of time of your investments, especially when you're invested in US companies, it is the dividends. These companies reward you as an investor by taking their profits and distributing them out in the form of a dividend. So this is a very good thing for for investors in southwest or if you plan to invest in southwest and generally dividend paying stocks these are good places to be when we're talking about volatility or we're talking about a, a potential recession alarm assuming that company can continue to pay its dividend so then the question becomes hey well how do i where do i start where do i find good dividend payers well it's a good opportunity to look at a simple list called the, div- the dividend aristocrats These are companies that are in the S&P 500 index that consistently pay a dividend. They've not only paid a dividend, but they've raised their dividend consistently for the past 25 years. So if you're looking at a company over the past 25 years where we've seen all these different market dynamics and different economic dynamics, and they continuously pay a dividend, that's generally a good company to invest in. For the long run in my opinion now if you look at southwest its performance for this year just goes to show you the strength of these airlines and the rebound that we've seen true it's down close to seven percent this year but it's much better than the set roughly 17 percent decline that we've seen for the s p 500 and you got to remember prior to 2020 southwest had 43 years of consecutive quarterly payouts so it's good to see them get back on track and be profitable and continue these on. And this will likely have a ripple effect across all the major U.S. airline carriers uh, soon to come.
1: All right. Uh, we'll get an update from you here in about an hour as far as the stock market. Looking like it's going to be uh, opening up uh, flat on the Dow. Uh, NASDAQ is down 57 points as of right now. So uh, that's not doing too well. But we'll get an update, and then we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning.
6: Thanks, Jets.
0: Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI.
7: I saw a woman a couple months back, professional soccer player, right? She goes on to ESPN or one of these sports channels going like, I don't understand. How come female athletes don't make as much as male professional athletes? And all of these men had to sit there and act like they didn't know what the answer was. (laughs) That is a conundrum. I have no idea. Literally, I'm sitting at home screaming at the TV because you don't sell any tickets. (laughs) Nobody is going to women's soccer games. You're playing in a 20,000-seat arena. 1,500 people show up. That's not a good night. Dude, look at the WNBA. Nobody in the WNBA got COVID. Ladies, ladies, name your top five all time WNBA players of all time. Come on. That's it. Name five WNBA teams. Name the WNBA team in your city. You can't do it. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, you look at the Kardashians. They're making billions. Real housewives, bunch of women just tearing each other down. That's the message you sent. We would rather watch that than see a bunch of women come together as a team and try to achieve a common goal. We would rather watch them actually destroy each other.
1: Oh, he is funny. Bill Burr will be here Thursday night, Ford, Idaho Center. We have free tickets coming up here for you this morning. Uh, Be listening in the 9 o'clock hour for your chance to win. We'll be looking for Caller 6. Don't call us now, but in the uh, 9 o'clock hour, we'll tell you when to call 208-336-3700. Caller 6 will pick up those tickets. You know, there. I don't know if you had uh, paid attention um we had the uh, soccer US soccer team had made it to the final round of 16 when they were eliminated by the Netherlands mm-hmm. this was fantastic news for the women's US soccer team they got 6 million dollars because the men made the round of did they have a 16 really yeah so
2: they get a percentage then if the entire soccer program does because
1: something. of the agreement last year The women's soccer team, whenever the men get paid more, they have to give up a percentage of what they get paid to the women's soccer team because the men's soccer team made so much more money.
2: So the sport does well and everybody does well.
1: Sport does well. Men's does well. um, Everybody does. If the women win, they don't have to give up a percentage of their winnings. They keep all their winnings because they don't get paid near as much as the men do. But it was a, a great boon for the women's U.S. soccer I mean, you team, know, because that was, they made six million dollars to split be, uh, between all the players. That was
2: that was comedy, but he had a point in that the salaries are based on the popularity mm-hmm. of the sport and how many people, you know, buy the merchandise, how many people go to the games, and it, it's considerably lower for women's sports than it is for men. That's just I, kind of a fact.
1: I. The points that he brought up and name five players in the WNBA or nine name five team names. Yeah, I, t- tell me your five all time best players, <laughs> or or even name five. Name the team in your team. town. That's yeah, what he said. Yeah, I, I couldn't do that. You made a great point. Meanwhile, um, people are loving Kardashians and uh, you know all those women ripping each other up. So they're still making money. The housewives, right? Yeah, oh, that, very funny. We got your chance to win those tickets coming up here nine o'clock hour. Once again, let's go to check out what's going on with sports one final time with Rick Worthington. Brought to you, got a new brand new sponsor started this week. Pork Belly in Cuna. If you've never been there, do yourself a favor, get in and find out what everybody is talking about. Located in the heart of uh, downtown Cuna, and they are open up seven days a week. Um, they'll be closed on Christmas Day, but other than that, they are open up every single day, seven a.m. in the morning till two in the afternoon. Some of the best and most unique items on a menu you're going to find anywhere. Get in to Pork Belly in Cuna today.
3: Good morning. Well, we're seeing some news in the NFL today that the Los Angeles Rams have claimed quarterback Baker Mayfield off of waivers. The Carolina Panthers waived Mayfield earlier this week, something interim coach Steve Wilkes says was a mutual agreement between the two sides, saying Mayfield asked to be released after finding out he wouldn't be the starting quarterback or backup in Carolina moving forward. The Rams will inherit the remainder $1.35 million of Baker Mayfield's contract. He was expected to fly into Los Angeles last night and could play as soon as Thursday night against the Las Vegas Raiders as the Rams are in the process of sending the playbook to him to make sure that he can study the offense on the flight. Uh, That, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, asked if Mayfield has a chance to play against the Raiders on Thursday night. One source told Schefter that there is actually a shot. Rams were the only team to place a waiver on Baker Mayfield, according to ESPN. I'm Rick Worthington.
5: Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to
0: Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
6: Police also addressing information about the victim's manner of death after Kaylee's father said he learned his daughter's wounds were much more severe than her friends, fearing Kaylee was the target.
7: Please don't be my child. That's the target.
6: Police telling
5: ABC News they have not provided the family with that information.
6: Now, authorities also tell me
4: they're not trying to refute what the family is saying either. Ultimately, they want to protect the integrity
6: of this investigation.
1: This is something we talked about yesterday. In uh, playing the uh, audio of an interview with uh, Kaylee's father, in uh, talking about, and and you and I both said, you know, with what he said, it sounds like that maybe he thinks that his daughter was the target,
2: and based on the fact that apparently she had more severe wounds than the other three who were yeah, killed,
1: there was uh, there were, there was a different attack on her apparently than the uh, other victims, and you heard there, uh, police are not. Confirming or denying that? And part of that has to be with what the police have continued to say. And I know there's so much frustration on the count of people who live in Moscow, oh, the, the, know, the, the university.
2: The longer, I mean, it's it's scary for everybody because the longer this goes on without details, the more it seems, at least to the public, at least to me, like a random act. Yeah. And those are more scary than you know, something with a motive.
1: Especially when there, as far as we know, at least the police aren't saying that there is anybody of interest, let alone a suspect. If you live in a community like Moscow and you're sitting there going, wow, four people were murdered violently and they have no suspect, I would be afraid to go anywhere in that town. The police are are playing it really
2: close to the vest, which I understand. But just, you know, days and days and days go by and there's nothing new.
1: Biggest fear I would have, as especially if I was one of the parents or relatives of one of the victims, but also, you know, if you're the University of Idaho, this not getting handled, you know, how long does this go on before it turns into a cold case?
0: Yeah.
1: They're still gathering evidence and information, but at, at some point, if you don't have a suspect or a person of interest, and all of a sudden you go days or even weeks where there's no new information coming in, no new evidence, no new direction for the investigation, all of a sudden then you have a cold case on your hand and it becomes less and less important because there are other things that the police are going to be doing. More and more people will be assigned to different areas and there will be less and less, I guess, resources for lack of a better term, that are going to be going to the uh, investigation. Well, I
2: mean that they will have exhausted all resources by that time, or Again. exhausted all leads or information. And uh, you know, I I hope it doesn't turn into a cold case. I I, I, I really hope they figure out who did this.
1: I do. I mean, for the family's sake, for the relatives, for the University of Idaho, and for the people who live in in, in Moscow, you know, I hope this isn't something um, where you know twenty years from now or twenty five years from now. We're still, remember that, you know, back in 2022 when those four murders happened at the University of Idaho? But I mean, you, you look at a case- they figure that out? No, they never did. You look at a case like uh, the Green River Killer. Yeah. I mean, how many years did that go before they finally yeah. got a break and they were able to find the person that was responsible for that? I mean, that went on, a lot of times it ends up being, hey, uh, through luck or something, you get a break in a case. I, I just hope that it's not twenty twenty five years from now where that break in the case- yeah actually comes from. two hundred eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, other things we're going to be talking about this morning. We're going to get to uh, talking about a new bill that a group is going to be proposing in the upcoming legislature that uh, would reduce Idaho sales tax from six percent to four percent. It would also still allow funding of a billion more dollars per year per year for schools, even with that cut in sales tax. However there are going to be a lot of people who are not happy with this proposal. I don't know how much uh support it's going to get uh, in general either, but uh we'll tell you about it. Uh we'll get your thoughts on uh what you think about how much it's going to be uh supported once the legislature uh gets in session, but that's coming up. Uh also for you uh Democrats yesterday passed a bill. We have uh Congressman Russ Fulcher due to be on tomorrow. I'd be interested to hear his thoughts. I have a funny feeling he might not have voted for this. Uh, Democrats yesterday, um, along with a few Republicans, passed a bill pushed to uh, let illegal immigrant veterans and people who serve in the military to become U.S. citizens.
2: Hmm. That's, that sounds like something I would vote for.
1: Very interesting, and and, and I get why possibly some republicans might not because i i was like well what's wrong with that you i mean you've earned it right yeah that's a way to earn it and we've talked about it hey that instead of just open border let's find a way to earn it there there are some problematic areas and we'll talk about that coming up here too
5: remember if you missed any part of casper and chris this morning check out their podcast on the kboi app or on kboi.com
0: now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi aaron
4: judge one home run away from time mark mcguire for the most home runs ever by a rookie there he goes high fly ball right field back Bonifacio, track, wall, see ya, he's done it, he's tied Mark McGuire, his 49th home run, the most home runs ever hit by a rookie in a big league season, it's Judge and McGuire together, deep to left field, going back Cabrera, looking up, see ya! Right
1: now. And then, of course, this season.
0: And the payoff.
4: There comes the deep left, and it. it's high, and it it's far, it is gone. Number 61, he ties Roger Maris. For the American League single-season record with 61 home runs, it's a two-run and blast. Here comes the judge. It's an incredible honor. I'm getting a chance to be associated with one of baseball's greats. Be enshrined with him forever is
2: w- words can't describe it. I can't even describe it. It's 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 an uh, incredible honor. That's for sure.
1: And then, of course, the best news uh, of all is you set that record. You do that in the final year of your contract, making <laughs> you the most sought-after uh-huh, outfielder, agent. free agent, uh, probably in history, and now um, highest free agent, sweepstakes, massive nine-year deal worth $360 million. Holy Toledo. $40 million average annual value recorded for a position payer, player beating out Mike Trout's $35.54 million uh, with the Angels. And he joins the Mets pitchers Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, who are both going to be making around $43 million annually. Oh, good God those who are the only uh, 340 million dollar plus per the, year players in baseball history. Perhaps it's obvious,
2: but the one thing you haven't mentioned is with which team did he sign?
1: The New York Yankees. Okay, it,
2: it was rather obvious. Kind thing.
1: of surprising. You you have to realize here that Judge had to go wanted to go back to the Yankees. Um the New York or the uh, San Francisco Giants apparently offered a 360 million dollar deal. No idea how many years. That necessarily was, but if it was the same amount of money for the same amount yeah. of years, obviously, then, you know, he's like, no, I, I want to be a Yankee. Him,
2: I, th- I think part of his pay was he actually got to own the Golden Gate Bridge, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the San Francisco Giants also had offered $360 million. It's amazing how much spending is going on this year. You have the uh, shortstop from the uh, Dodgers just signed by the Phillies. Oh, uh, Trey, uh, Trey Turner. Trey Turner for $300 million.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the Phillies are collecting uh, former Washington Nationals back from when the Nationals won the World Series.
1: I want. I, I saw a meme yesterday. It's like if you want to be uh, somebody who makes a hundred million dollars, the easiest way to do that is become a shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> the last three uh, shortstops have all signed for the Dodgers. Have all signed in different areas um, with three hundred million dollar contracts. Each one of them
2: and uh, I don't believe any of them are actually still playing for the Dodgers, are they?
1: Nope. They all signed in different places. Like I said, the billions of dollars is being spent in this offseason. This this was the big one that everybody was wondering, where was he going to sign? So this should start things. Winter meetings are going on um, right now. But uh, Aaron Judge, who has proved that there are a lot of people that can't handle the pressure of New York City. A lot of players have gone and failed in New York City yeah. and then gone on to success other places or been successful before they went to New York City. Right. Um Aaron Judge has proved that uh he can handle those pressures like, and
2: since getting there a couple of years ago John Carlos Stanton hasn't really, you know, set the world on fire.
1: No. He hasn't. It's been he's been okay but not as successful as he was with uh Florida, right? Right. Exactly. Ah, I guess I should have played baseball instead of wanting to become a radio DJ. If I work for the next, uh,
2: you mean, if you had decided to play baseball, you'd be making millions one, of dollars now. One hundred at your at your current age. Yeah.
6: Okay.
1: Well, I mean, I, I just retired. At my, you know, I'd be retired now. Yeah. Because keep in mind, not like other sports. If Aaron Judge goes out and breaks his back next year with one of his judging home runs.
2: He still got to pay.
1: He still gets $360 million yeah, You get released. if he never plays another game.
2: You get released in the NFL and they don't pay you anymore. No. In, in, in baseball, they can uh, cut you from the team and then they have to pay you for four more years or something just, just based on your contract.
1: Yeah. And you, you also don't see 45-year-olds playing in the NFL. 44-year-olds, 42-year-olds. Well, one. Not a lot of 40-year-olds there's are playing. One, there's one 45 year old. Yeah, you don't see a lot of them what no, i'm saying no, that's true yeah um you you see late 30s and 40s playing in baseball 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, those are the numbers to remember. couple different things that you can win coming up here for you this morning. We still have those tickets. Bill Burr, stand-up comedian, is going to be uh, bringing his stadium show to the Ford Idaho Center coming up tomorrow night. Free pair of tickets. That's coming up at the 9 o'clock hour. Coming up here in just a few minutes. Chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate to the Pork Belly in CUNA with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. That will be coming up right after Bronco Sports today.
5: Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper
0: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
1: 208-336-3700. Pounds 670 on your Verizon Wireless. It is the Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Rathway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. For all your help with real estate needs, locations across the Treasure Valley, offices in Sun Valley and Idaho Falls. Uh, we've got A.A. Uh, Ron going to get first crack at our uh, question today to get that $50 gift certificate to Pork Belly and CUNA. A.A. Ron, all the sweaters Fred Rogers wore, on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood had one thing in common. What was the commonality?
4: They were all knitted by someone specific, which I believe was his mother. Final answer? Final answer.
1: Final answer. That is it. They were Yay! knitted by every sweater. Knitted by his mom and he always wore a sweater that was knitted the only sweaters knitted by mm-hmm. his mom on the show.
2: They had zippers.
1: How cool is that? I think most of them were red. I know he had some green ones. I remember seeing him in green sweaters. But I think you're right. I think the only lot- reason I knew
4: that is because that's my wife's, uh, my wife's personal hero. Is and that right? Told me that. That's very
1: cool. Well, yeah. ha- having a great wife paid off for you today, I would definitely take your $50 gift certificate and maybe take her along with you when you go get your meal. a great idea. All right. Hang on the line, uh, A.A. Run, and we'll get some information from you. It's Aaron. Say Aaron. Aaron. It's A-A-Ron. ron A A A R O N. A A A-A-Ron. A-A-R-O-N. A-A-Ron. Um, if, if you if did didn't want call you Mike. Some do.
2: Oh.
1: Uh, if you didn't win this morning, don't worry. We still have chances for you to win Thursday and Friday. Um, and we're not even done with the winning here this morning. We have a free pair of tickets coming up for tomorrow night's comedy show, Ford Idaho Center. Chance for you to go see Bill Burr. Live Stamped Up Comedian. He's going to be in town, one of the most popular uh, touring comedians uh, this year, traveling through the Treasure Valley. You have a chance to go, sometime in the 9 o'clock hour, you'll be uh, able to uh, get those tickets. So just be listening for that cue to call. If you want to lock in your speed dial, you can already do that at 208-336-3700. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, just hit pound 670, and then be ready in the 9 o'clock hour to win. Here from News Talk, KBOI. Today from 10 to 1,
5: it's Dan Bongino.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
8: Dear Santa, I hope you are having a good day in the North Pole. Is it cold all the time there? Is that why your cheeks are so rosy? My mom says I'm a good helper. But you didn't come last year. Was my chimney broken? I just really hope this year when I wake up, I'm going to see that you came to my house, too.
0: Donate and help the Marines deliver hope to a child in need.
1: That's what it was all about. Idaho's largest toy drive once again wrapped up, culminated yesterday, the 12 days of Christmas. Thank you to every one of you. Who took part this year. Thank you to all of the uh, people who m- helped to make this possible. I'm talking about sponsors like TDS Fiber who gave us uh, a place to do our show every morning in the uh, warmth of a motorhome. We didn't have to suffer.
5: <laughs> That's I,
1: true. I, I just, for the first time in two weeks... Um, just went to the bathroom and almost got lost because I didn't walk to Sportsman's Warehouse to use their um, facilities.
2: We didn't have to be sitting out there in 28 degree weather wondering why the equipment isn't working.
1: Thank you to uh, Idaho Central Credit Union, Scandinavia Designs. Special thanks to uh, Franz Woody, Bob's Restaurant in Nampa, Canyon Marine, and Idaho Marine. G&G Insulation, Shooter's Bents, Bench, Bronco Motors, Biscuit and Hogs, all the brunchettes the original Sunrise Cafes, Metro Car Wash, Tropical Smoothie Comf- Cafe, Utility Trailer, Tate's Rents, Country Inn and Suites, J and J Machinery, Metro Express. Where if you gave a toy, you got a free car wash. All the uh, Boomer restaurants, where if you brought yourself uh, a toy and had breakfast or lunch or dinner at one of his restaurants, you got half off your meal. And most importantly. Thank you, the people of the Treasure Valley, who do- donated toys, whether it's a single toy, whether it was a car load. We had a hearse load. We had a bus load of toys. We had numerous SUVs full. We had cash donations everywhere up from dollar to $10,000.
2: Sixteen was 16,000 toys and $45,000 plus in cash.
1: Final numbers, $45,385. In cash. $45,000 in cash. Last year, um, it just absolutely blew away our record. Last year, we were at around $37,000. $43,384 uh, in cash. We had uh, four completely full semi, 53 foot semi trailers that were stacked to the roof. So we had a. A little convoy. Emptied a, out. Worth
2: worth of toys.
1: Four times. Emptied out. And we were working on a fifth trailer. And that trailer was over one quarter full by the time things ended up last night at 7 o'clock. Working on a fifth trailer. Wow. Keep in mind, last year, when we set a new record last year. It's going to be hard to keep topping the records year after <laughs> year. Uh, last year, we, we set a new record with three and a half 53 foot semi trailers. Mm-hmm. And this year we were into our fifth trailer when things ended up at seven o'clock last night. Thank you to the Marines and their mission. Um, all the volunteers, um, there were people that came out every day from Micron that helped man the booths because this, I mean, you had to have somebody there at all times to help unload. Right. You had, uh, Chef Wally who came out, uh, numerous times and uh volunteered of course the marines whose mission it is every year to gather toys this is the 75th anniversary of toys for tots marines don't get paid extra they they volunteer Mm, their time to come out and do this this is true so once again um wildly successful and and it's it's so humbling uh and amazing when especially when you consider because you and i both talked about this um our first day broadcasting was uh, last Monday morning, not mm-hmm. this this previous the Monday before that right uh, this all started on Black Friday, and after the first four days after we were done, we we're like, Wow, this is kind of off to a slow start because we hadn't we hadn 't even got um, a full trail. I think at that time our our semi trailer after the first four days was only a little over half full Yeah. and we 're like, what is going on is, it, uh, it seems so slow it speeded up it definitely did, um, and this is something like we have said through the entire time, it's, it's not something we can do by ourselves. Um, there's a lot of people that take part in this every single year. And the, the biggest portion of this, all the amazing people who come together and donate the toys. As Chris said, over 15,000 individual toys. 15,193 individual wow. toys. That's
2: a lot of toys.
1: That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. And it, here's the other thing I love about this program. It stays here um, in our area. So it, it, we call it the extended Treasure Valley because right. it, it goes all the way up to just south of Riggins. It goes all the way into uh, Baker City, Oregon, Twin Falls, and then uh, goes into uh, northern Nevada. So a little more than what you would consider the treasure valley, but we call it every year the extended treasure valley. But it does stay in our area. This is not money like the $45,384. Yeah. Does not get sent out to the rest of the country for no, them to buy the, toys
2: someplace else. The Marines take it cash in hand, go to the store and buy more
1: toys. Yeah. That's, that's why I love this program. It's not, it's not a national program. This takes care of people right here, neighbors and friends. You might not even have any idea who would be going without christmas because that's not something you share right no that's true people are going through tough times they don't share
2: that if you're an adult you don't go around telling your friends hey we're in a tough position this year so i'm not going to get the kids anything for christmas
1: anyway thank you once again um so much appreciated uh making the 2022 version of idaho's largest toy drive a huge success um we'll rest up a little bit and start planning for next year because it's only uh it's less than a year away before we uh try to blow up all these records that we set this year again. Get my coffee
2: order in now. <laughs>
1: yeah. Every year seems to get bigger and uh better and uh once again we'll make plans coming up here for the 12 days of Christmas in Idaho's largest toy drive again coming up here in 2023. It is at 843. Our phone lines are open this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. One thing we we didn't get to talk about, um, this story kind of broke um, a little bit yesterday and the uh, day before having to do with the uh, drug busts, that huge drug bust yeah. in Caldwell. Caldwell Police Department in uh, Canyon County Sheriff's Department in cooperation, made a huge drug bust on uh, Monday. How huge? According to the uh, police department, enough fentanyl was found to kill every single person who lives in the state of Idaho.
2: And let's hope that's not what they're going to
1: do with it. Well, they're they're not now because it's been confiscated. Right. I'm... I I knew fentanyl was uh, dangerous. Um, Man, this just craziness, like I said, um, enough to kill the entire population of Idaho in this one drug bust.
2: That's pretty amazing.
1: They also found four pounds of crystal meth, hallucinogenic mushrooms, $3,500 in uh, U.S. currency, two illegally possessed firearms, ammunition, and other evidence commonly associated with uh, trafficking narcotics.
2: Sounds like these people were. Uh, I mean, uh, assuming they use the product, they're they're in uh, some sort of alternate reality. One person. Oh, is all one person?
1: Eric Martin, fifty-four, arrested without incident, charged with several crimes, including trafficking narcotics, weapons violations, miscellaneous narcotics-related offenses, offenses. and uh, he has a significant criminal history from California. Those Californians who moved here must like the okay. politics. Um, he has crimes... Must have had
2: two strikes there.
1: He has crimes in California that include murder, robbery, extortion, aggravated assault, and of course, as you would expect, narcotics violations. M- murder? Just like,
2: yeah, murder. And he's not only not in prison, but moved out of state?
1: Moved out of state. Came to Idaho. grief! Congratulations and good job to the Caldwell Police and Canyon County Sheriff's Office, uh, in breaking this, uh, apparently they have been investigating, uh, this particular case for about a year.
2: Hmm. Well, it was worthwhile, I
1: guess. Yeah. And, uh, that's one Californian off the, uh, <laughs> off the streets.
2: Uh, he will not be sent back to California, <laughs> but you probably won't see him for a long, long
1: time. I'm wondering, um, would he, would he be, I mean he's going to get the charges here, of course he's going to be to court on all these charges here once those happen, do they send him back to California because i mean he's got mur- no, murder I charges worse than any uh, charge that he has I, on this i don't
2: think he get deported to uh another state for any reason so they
1: won't they won't let california also well, if he's charge wanted, him
2: if he's wanted down there yeah they'll they'll take
1: care of that well my guess is if they know that he's you know been char- want, charged with murder wants to be charged with murder, he must be wanted if they know all these um you know the the long list of crimes yeah. that he's committed in California I'm just curious cuz I you're right i they're not going to give him up and go here you take him Idaho will of course charge and try to convict I don't him want and then him. i don't know if he's going to yeah. be done in California i don't or
2: want no. him you can have him he's too bad for me
1: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open. You want to email us, uh, keep in mind, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Text us also, 208-336-3700, same as our main number. And don't forget, coming up here in the 9 o'clock hour, those uh, Bill Burr comedy tickets will be coming your way, so keep listening there. We'll take a break, um, get to some of your phone calls and emails coming up here next.
5: It's 670-KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670-KBOI skill. Then, when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670-KBOI.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
1: Phone lines are open once again at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to email us, you can do that. Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Or text us, Mountain Guy, or Mountain Home Guy, uh, text it in says our nation's economy must be fully recovered and firing on all eight cylinders now. $360 million for a baseball player. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think the economy is working within the New York Yankees.
2: Yeah. I, I don't I, know about the rest of the country. It's not really a measurement of the economy, how much, uh, you know, Yankees outfielders are making. Uh, Mike writes in and says uh, Mike and Chris, a Manhattan jury found two Trump organization companies. The Trump Corp and Trump Payroll Corp, those were the names, guilty on all charges of criminal tax fraud and falsifying business records connected to a 15 year scheme that defrauded tax authorities by failing to report and pay taxes on compensation. Trump was not charged but he was mentioned repeatedly by prosecutors about his connection to the benefits doled out, including company-funded apartments, car leases, and personal expenses. The jury heard that Trump agreed on a whim to pay the private school tuition for Weiselberg's grandchildren and signed a lease for a Manhattan apartment to shorten the executive's commute. Trump also personally signed his employees' Christmas bonus checks And he initialed a memo reducing the salary of another top executive, which prosecutors said proved he knew all along about the fraudulent scheme. The prosecutor said this trial was step one, implying a case directly charging Trump is in the works. After the verdict, Trump called the case a Manhattan witch hunt.
1: Not the only thing that I uh, agree with, in my opinion, that you got correct in your statement was that Trump Corp and Trump Payroll Corp were found guilty on all charges. Mm-hmm. The The other things that you mentioned, none of them are against the law. None of them prove that he knew what was going on. Now, he very well could have known. None of them is proof. And when you go to court, you have to have proof. That's why I asked the question earlier this morning now, with prosecutors saying they have proof. That he knew that this was going on. Were they stupid or they just don't think they're good enough
2: prosecutors to pull it off? Is the problem with uh, paying for the executive kid's private school tuition that uh, it was not reported as uh, compensation to him or as part of his salary and therefore there was no tax paid on it when there should have been? Is that it?
1: Um, Once again, that wouldn't be a problem for Trump. Because he's not the one that would file the taxes on the person well, receiving
2: it, them, it, it wasn't a problem for him. That's, it, what, I, that's was, what I
1: mean. But this Mike's yeah. trying to allege that all this proves that he knew what was going on. None mm-hmm. of that proves that he First of all, none of the stuff that you mentioned is illegal. Not one thing. Bonuses, bonus checks, reducing the salary, um, signing a lease at a Manhattan part- apartment to shorten the commute. None of that proves anything. That's why when the prosecutor says, uh, we know, we have evidence that uh, Trump, you know, took part in this, then why wasn't he charged? Why yeah. wasn't he in court as, as part of this? And I know you said the prosecutor said this trial was step one, implying a case directly charging Trump is in the works. No, it doesn't. He just said that it's step one. That doesn't mean that Trump is going to be the next step or anything. He just all he said was step one. Now, yeah. Trump might be step two. We don't know that you're 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 trying to make stuff. That isn't in, uh, how would uh, uh, an attorney say it, not in evidence at this time.
2: There we go.
1: Now, this doesn't doesn't look good for Trump. (laughs) Yeah. I I agree. This doesn't look good for Trump. And there may be more coming, but as of right now, there is not. And the prosecutor, if he had evidence, why wasn't he charged? Why wasn't he in court? As as the prosecutor said, we had evidence that he knew what was going on.
2: I had that same question.
1: That's very weird to me. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We will uh, take a break. Don't forget, coming up uh, in the next hour, sometime before 10 o'clock, you're going to have a chance to get your tickets to see uh, stand-up comedian Bill Burr tomorrow night. Stick around for your chance to win.
5: Shapiro this afternoon at
0: 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 9.05, good
1: morning. Look at that. Stock market's up 160 points as of right now.
0: Well, what do you know? Don't say it
1: too loud. Don't want to see it turn around like it did yesterday. Yeah,
2: if you don't want anybody to know, say it very, very, very <laughs> uh, low into the microphone.
1: Um, uh, looks like I'm trying to get a uh, standard and poor is up. Uh, looks like, uh, Dow is up 162, as I said, and even, uh, Nasdaq is even up. That was the one that was down a whole bunch this morning, but it's even up a little bit today as so we keep our eye on, um, the, uh, stock market. Taking your phone calls and uh, emails this morning. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those numbers are also going to come in handy a little bit later this hour. Somebody's going to win stand-up comedy tickets. Bill Burr is going to be at the Ford Idaho Center tomorrow night. Free tickets for you. Listen for that cue to call um uh, email in mike at com. no name says from what i've been able to find and it hasn't been easy since media doesn't seem to be putting out details trump payroll corp had a comptroller who paid himself fringe benefits without paying taxes on those benefits sounds to me like trump is completely responsible not not even sure why trump's name is connected heavy sarcasm here and what i understand new york city's judicial system hasn't even tried a murder case in six years but they've had time to persecute trump why do they hate him so much is that true? New York has not prosecuted a murder case in six years. That seems unfathomable.
2: I hadn't heard that before. I hadn't heard no, that and, and the reason the reason Trump's name was uh, attached to it is because the companies are both called Trump.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, they are Trump entities. So it, it is interesting, though, that um, almost everything that you look at, if you to do a Google search, you know. Specifically, says Trump's companies found guilty. Uh, can can companies be found guilty? I mean, you can't. Granted, I I know that you know the, it's the company that the money is going to be coming from, but aren't individuals the ones that are actually responsible? Well, for, for whoever, the yeah,
2: whoever made the decision, I guess, to do this, or whoever just did it themselves, you know, whatever. But I guess they were just going after. The company just to make sure that the, if there's a fine, the company pays it. I guess,
1: yeah. and, and it, it, there's going to be a fine. We'll we'll find out after the first of next year because uh, they will figure out how much that's going to be um, maximum. It sounds like that the company can be fined is one point six million dollars. Now, I know you probably think, hey, that's going to be Trump. That's going to cost Trump a lot of money. It'll cost the company money, but I'm sure that Trump is protected just like all other business owners, you know, and that's part of the reason why you put a company into an LLC, for example, so that, you know, you are protected personally from things that people within your company might do so that you can't be sued. Now, the company... Is going to have to be responsible for that. So if the company, you know, takes a one point six million dollar hit, that's that's going to hurt. I don't care what mm-hmm. company you are. If you're paying one point six million dollars, it's definitely going to hurt. Um, yeah, I don't think it comes out care. of Trump's personal pocketbook.
2: Though. I don't care who you are. That's painful right there. That,
1: that is painful. Uh, Paul in Nampa, you've been patient this morning. Appreciate it. You're on Newstalk
8: KBI. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. As usual, a stellar program. Congratulations on the toys for the tots. Um, don't forget today is December 7th, which is an anniversary for the United States of America being bombed out of nowhere on this date, 1941. And there's, there was a lot of lives lost that day. Um, you know, the one thing that just keeps on itching at me, just makes no sense is how we can have over 110,000 deaths caused by one pill, basically, and that's fentanyl. And the president of the United States says absolutely not one word about it. It's almost like he's complicit, and he doesn't want to make it known that he is by keeping silent about it. What would you you
1: want him to say in, in a situation like that?
8: That we're trying to do something to curb the people that are responsible for it, to bring it into the United States and to give it to our kids. That would be pretty darned important, you'd think. I mean, he, he talks about everything else. It seems that has to do with money, but he doesn't want to talk about anything to do with the the people that are here as citizens of the United States. Yeah, I do it's, find it. it like he, is, he is. He is getting,
1: and most of the fentanyl that comes into this country comes from across our southern border. Thanks for the call, Paul. In his
2: uh, State of the Union address in uh, 2021, he did make beating the opioid crisis uh, kind of one of the keys of what he called his unity agenda. And let's see, they've awarded one and a half billion dollars for all states and territories to address addiction and the opioid crisis. So that's a little something. They've invested $104 million to expand substance use treatment and prevention in rural communities nationwide. I mean, they've
1: done a few things. It is interesting. He is haven't, getting haven't cured it yet. roundly criticized this week because he was in Arizona this week. Mm-hmm. And he was asked the question, why are you not going to be visiting the border? You're right here in Arizona. It's just a uh, you know, quick trip down to the border. You've never visited the border, even though you know his press secretary said, oh, yeah, he's been to the border before. No, he's not been to the border before. Been to a border. And uh, he he was asked why he wasn't going to, while he's in Arizona, visit the southern border. And I don't know if he has writers that can help him out with responses to questions like that. But the worst answer that you could possibly give, I think, and especially with as much problem as people are saying that we have with our border and the over 2.3 million illegals that were caught trying to illegally cross the border this year, is that I have better stuff to do. Huh. That that was his comment to the question, why aren't you visiting the border this week while you're in Arizona? It's a short, no, I, I, have, I have more I important mean, things to do. I mean,
2: he's kind of made it, he's kind made it, first of all, you know he doesn't have writers, uh, <laughs> based on, <laughs> he,
1: every president has writers. Well, but <laughs> they have
2: some, but, but they don't tell him what to say, you know, in off-the-cuff remarks, obviously, uh, but no, he's never considered that, uh, he's never said that's one of his priorities, to stop people from coming into the United States from other, other countries. Whether legally or illegally, you know he he says we 're going to continue to uh, maintain the borders and you know et cetera et cetera but there's nothing going to be new i don 't think during his administration
1: yeah it just seems really weird to say in a in a state that is begging for help who's having to spend you know billions of dollars to help house these people and take care of them and Put them up once they cross in and are you know here in our country. Yeah. That your your comment as the president of the United States, I have better things to do. Didn't say what those were. He just said I have better things to do that than better to... things or other things. So I th- he said better better <laughs> okay. things to do. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that you know necessarily might be, and maybe maybe he did. Maybe there you know there, there was a declaration of uh, possible declaration of war or something. I would consider that more important thing to do. But I don't know. Kind of ties into this other item that I wanted to talk about this morning. Um And we'll talk a little bit more. Congressman Russ Fulcher, I, I don't know how he voted as of yet on this. Um, my guess is that he did not vote for it. But the House passed a bill yesterday that would make it easier for illegal immigrants, um, U.S. veterans, and their families to stay in the country.
2: Well, yeah, if you... If you uh, are uh, an immigrant to the country and here illegally, but you have served in the U.S. military, which is weird. I, I You know, I, you would think you'd have to be a citizen to serve in the U.S. military, but apparently not. But if you have served, then this would make it easier for you to then become a citizen, which, I don't know, to me seems kind of fair. Like, you know, you you have paid for it. It's not like you came into the country and demanded something for nothing.
1: And not just served, but sign up to serve. Veteran Service Recognition Act uh, passed 219 to 208 yesterday, it would require the Department of Homeland Security to establish protocols for identifying non citizens, non citizen veterans, and require immigration adjusters to consider their service records in deportation proceedings and allow veterans to stay in the U.S. until they conclude. The act would require DHS to establish a nine-member advisory committee to provide recommendations to the Secretary of Homeland Security on the exercise of discretion in any case involving deportation proceedings for active U.S. troops, veterans, and their families. Additionally, it would order the Department of Defense, State, and Homeland Security to conduct a study to identify the number of non-citizen veterans that the U.S. has deported since 1990. Representative James McGovern said that the bill offers necessary reforms that will improve our immigration system, help clear backlogs, and ensure that those who not only have played by the rules but have sacrificed in the service of our country and that they can then become citizens. The uh, representative, uh, Republican Representative uh, Fishbach said that it should include more criminal convictions as disqualifications and criticized Democrats for shooting down GOP amendments to the bill proposed in committee meetings that she said would have barred those convicted of crimes, including illicit trafficking, trafficking, and firearms, human trafficking. In the Judiciary Committee, several amendments were offered to ensure dangerous criminals did not receive an adjustment of immigration status. Those were voted down by the Democrats. Representative Daryl Isla of California, an Army veteran, said that the bill would block those discharged for bad conduct from receiving um, citizen benefits. It should block those that, you know, are guilty of crimes from being allowed to become U.S. citizens, even though they've served in the Army.
2: Those convicted of crimes, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, The move may help the Pentagon build its forces amid dwindling recruitment rates with the bill ordered uh, training for military recruits on the steps uh, required for non-citizens to apply for citizenship after enlisting in the uh, military. Um, As of right now, you are not allowed to ask for citizenship until you have served at least one year in the military. This would open it up that on the first day of your military service, you would be able to apply for citizenship to the United States. You and I have talked about this. you well, like said a, this seems like a good
2: idea. Well, it seems like a compromise to, you know, p- people don't want somebody coming into this country and draining resources without adding something, you know, mm-hmm. to the country, uh, work, for instance. Uh, and it, it just seems that if you, if you come directly to this country and immediately want to join the military or do join, you know, the Marine Corps, the uh, uh, Army, Air Force, whatever, uh, that you are willing to pay a price to be here. I've act- it, it 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 feels that way, anyway. I've
1: actually said on this show, you know, if you want to have illegals into the country as a way instead of just saying, Hey, you, you made it you've been here for so long, we're just gonna make you legal. It's like do something like this. Say if you come into this country, yeah. you serve a minimum of four years in the military, honorably, or you will, even you'll be given citizenship. Or even alternative service. Yeah. Because as as you said, it, it's a way to show that you want to be a meaningful part of the United States of America be a good citizen instead of just saying hey um, here's my, where's my handout? I came yeah. into this country illegally now, give me all my free crap you've you've had a chance to earn it I don't have a problem with this however um the the Republicans who voted for uh, against this bill um i I do say uh, I don't want that as a workaround for illegals to come in who are guilty of crimes going Oh well, I murdered somebody, or I was drug trafficking or human trafficking, um, found guilty of that. But if I just joined the military, I become a U.S. citizen. <laughs> I can just get around it that way. I, yeah. That I agree with. I don't want that to happen. Uh, your thoughts. Go ahead and weigh in. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless.
5: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike
0: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Home lines are open, uh,
1: 923. Taking your thoughts uh, on the bill passed through the House. Don't know if this is going to get through the Senate, but it did pass the House, and it did pass with some support from Republicans yesterday, 219 to uh, 208, um, that would, what was that? Uh, generally,
2: when there is a bill that's basically a Democrat bill and a few of the Republicans join them, uh, it's never the ones from Idaho.
1: No, that's why I'm pretty sure that Congressman Fulcher, who we're going to have on the show tomorrow morning, will ask him about this bill. And, and I, I, I have a funny feeling, uh, even though I haven't talked to him about it, don't know anything about it, Um, has some of the problems with the bill just as we described the reasons that some of the Republicans already said that they voted against it was because you couldn't block those who were discharged for bad conduct from receiving receiving citizenship benefits. Um, I I wonder how much more support had they not blocked those amendments to the bill, you know, saying if you were found guilty of drug trafficking, human trafficking, etc., if that disqualified you from receiving citizenship even though you had served in the military, I wonder how much more Republican support there would have been had those amendments been allowed to be added to the bill. I don't know. But we're taking your thoughts this morning. Do you think this is a good idea? Could this help um I guess you you could almost say it's it's two. Two things in one Um, it (laughs) it helps you too we're we're gonna I think this year ten thousand across all military um, be lacking of ten thousand recruits um, for a goal of recruiting to all branches of the military this year that's how how far they're gonna fall behind in their goals Mm -hmm. this would help in that goal Um, it would also help in um, for those illegals who are trying to get citizenship legally in this country Paula, put, some, put some skin in the, put some skin in the uh, yeah. game. You know what I mean?
2: Paula writes in and says, what good would it do for Biden to go to the border other than a photo op? By the way, you can't join the military if you have a felony pending. That's whether you're a citizen or not,
1: apparently. No, but if you've been in the military, you've served in the military, you were an illegal, and then you have a felony afterwards, you can still get citizenship. That's what, that was what they were voting against. This isn't just for people who are going to join the military. That's part of it. It's also for many who have served their time in the military, still illegal, which I didn't, I'm like you, I didn't realize that if you were uh, not a legal citizen that you could join the military already, but apparently there have been, you know, over 10,000 in the last 10 years that were illegals that have served so in the military. Just, you know,
2: add that to the list of things we weren't aware of. Yeah. Uh, John F. says, how many witch hunts is Trump facing? Here are a few. One, under investigation by federal and state prosecutors for his illegal taking and handling of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Two, the effort to overturn the 2020 election results, including commanding Mike Pence to refute the election and the riot at the Capitol. Several members of the U.S. Capitol Police and Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police are suing Trump saying his words and actions incited the riot. Three, he is also facing a $250 million civil lawsuit from the New York Attorney General, alleging he and his adult children were involved in a decade-long fraud. The AG is seeking to permanently bar them from serving as an officer or director of a company in New York State, among other penalties. Four, investigation into his attempt to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. Yes, Trump is concocting many witches' brews, He's a Halloween weenie. That's John F.
1: Thank you, John. Referring to witch hunts. You are one hundred percent true because anybody can sue anybody for anything. Anybody can make allegations, and who knows? Maybe some of these he will be found guilty on. Right now, they're just charges, allegations, and suits that have been yeah. that have been filed. So, yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We will uh, take a break here as we go to break. News coming up here next. Uh, phone lines are open. And while we have a uh, few phone lines open, let's go ahead and give away these tickets to, uh once again, tomorrow night's stand-up comedy show. Bill Burr is going to be in town. It's your chance to win your tickets right now. Caller number 6, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Caller 6, you have those free pair of tickets. Bill Burr, Ford, Idaho Center, tomorrow night. Dial carefully. Good luck.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are our news talk on KBOI.
7: Last year when they started to try and cancel, like, dead people. Remember that? All of a sudden, I don't know where, like, John Wayne was trending. I'm like, what, they got some found footage? You got a new movie coming out that maybe they shelved? Woke white people. Oh my God, did you see what John Wayne said? In Playboy in 1971, all up in arms. I can no longer tolerate this. I can no longer tolerate dead for 45 years John Wayne saying things in a magazine that doesn't exist anymore. John Wayne was born in 1907. That's what he's going to sound like. You are of your time. I love old movies. You ever watch movies from the 30s, 40s, and 50s? Yeah. Anytime a woman even has heightened emotion, there's some guy like, ah, get a hold of yourself, see? Yeah, go make me a pie. Put it on the windowsill. Right?
1: There you go, Bill Burr, very funny comedian. He's going to be in town tomorrow night. Tickets are still available if you want to go. And we have tickets, uh, as a matter of fact, congratulations going out to Richard Strickland. Caller number six picked himself up a pair of tickets. He's going to be laughing the night away tomorrow night. We'll have one more chance for you to win coming up here tomorrow morning here on News Talk KBY if you want to uh, get in. Some emails to uh, get to this morning. By the way, phone lines are back cleared again if you want to get through it. 208-336-3700. 670 on your Verizon wireless. Kathy writes in, uh, hi, Mike. Last week, you guys were talking about the best peanut brittle ever. I assume this was a local business. business, mm-hmm, no. And if so, what is the name of it? I missed out on it.
2: It was a fan who makes us peanut brittle every year How many for Christmas.
1: How many years? I mean, it's every year since I've been here. And four at, years coming up in least, January for how many years for you? At,
2: at least 25 for me.
1: It's it is fabulous and that's coming from somebody who doesn't necessarily like peanut brittle. I told this story too that I brought it home to my wife. My wife refuses yeah. to eat food that I bring home that uh, a listener may have dropped off with the exception of this peanut brittle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, jim writes in uh, mike at KBOI.com says the top of the hour news break report about the gun law passed in oregon last month leaves out one important detail about it it requires every sheriff to make public a list of every gun owner's address and what weapons that they have this is clearly a violation of the constitution the question we should ask is is it a violation of the constitution to put a measure on the ballot that allows citizens to vote to end constitutional rights of others That's Jim from Eagle. You're not wrong, and that's, quite frankly, you knew this was going to come. They had to know that there was going to be lawsuits based on the fact that people were going to think that this is against the Constitution to be able to do what their strict gun law in Oregon says. Um, And the federal court ruled that way, or the state court, rather, ruled that way. state Supreme Court said, yeah, we're putting this new law on hold until it works its way through the courts. This could be one of those laws. Matter of fact, I'm not saying going to even say could be, um, this is going to be one of those cases that will work its way to the Supreme court. Don't know if the Supreme court will hear the case, but I pretty much guarantee, don't you, that this is not something that's going to end until the Supreme court weighs in on the case.
2: Yeah. There's, there's a lot, uh, a lot of different rules in the bill. Um, Mike from Garden City writes in and says, when Trump promised we would get tired of winning, I didn't realize he meant Democrats would get tired of winning. Thank you, public citizen Trump, for all your help getting the good guys in office.
1: Mike from Garden City um brock writes in this is on a different subject this morning but he uh, says been reading a lot it's not a different subject because we've had it in you know, most of our newscasts and that we talked a little bit about it uh, brock says been reading a lot of stuff uh, about the moscow murders uh that hoodie guy from the food truck was uh, a name or has a name now in his activities that night look kind of suspicious especially with the additional food truck video showing uh, him in a heated argument that he had with one of the victims Throwing the stuff about him getting tossed out of a bar earlier Mm -hmm. that night because the way he was acting towards women. Then he left for a five-hour drive to his parents' cabin. Now he's in Africa?
2: That's a little strange.
1: It is strange, if it is true. And once once again, you're getting your stuff from the Internet. You can't always trust the Internet.
2: I hadn't heard all of that, but somebody told me that they were suspicious of, I think, the same guy because they said that everything points toward him, but his parents are wealthy. And so... That's the reason this individual thought that, the, you know, that uh, he hasn't been been charged with anything. Could be. Uh, but, I mean, they they do charge wealthy people with murder once in a while.
1: But if he's, if he's left the country, that could be, you know, one of the reasons we don't... I don't know if he left the country or not, but if he is wealthy, that could have been one of the reasons why he wasn't named as a person of interest. Because you don't want to tell somebody with uh, the means to get the hell out of the country that, hey, we're coming for you before, mm-hmm. you know, they may they may think that they're perfectly okay. Then you find out, oh, they're coming after me. Well, I'm not yeah. going to be here. I'm going to some other country.
2: Yeah, you don't tell a suspect you're coming after them. Anyway. No, no. Karen of Boise writes in to you and says, Mike, whose spell are you under? You refuse to admit Trump lied and is a very bad person. You have very little scruples. Your far-right views are slowly going away. Uh, those kind of contradict those last two things.
1: But. um you know, you could be a little more specific. I don't, I, I don't know what the hell you're talking about when you say you refuse to say Trump lied. I've said that many times. What are you talking about, specifically? General scruples, probably. <laughs> Just in general, I refuse to say he know. lies about everything. That's what I mean. I'm Karen. Well, you were, you you were pointing the, out. You have the you perfect name once again. You're yeah. Karen. You weren't
2: defending him, but you were, no. p- you were pointing out that. This uh, here, this uh, verdict that happened yesterday in New York wasn't about him personally. It was about the companies that he happens to own, but he wasn't personally charged with anything.
1: Not only not personally charged, never showed up in court.
2: Yeah, well, it wasn't even subpoenaed, was he? No. Okay. No. Tim writes in and says, Casper, there is nothing illegal for the DNC, Twitter, or any newspaper to block the story about Hunter's laptop. It's part of the job of DNC or RNC to block bad stories about their candidates, or at least apparently
1: to attempt to do so. Actually, it is illegal. Social media companies enjoy a... They're they're treated differently than media companies. So when a social media company puts out a false news report, that defames somebody, a social media company, because of the protections that they receive from the federal government because they are a hosting company cannot be sued for defamation. When you start censoring and allow certain different things, that is illegal, or that's the claim that it's illegal, that they're a hosting not, company. What is that?
2: A hosting company. It. Uh the laws of free speech don't apply to them you you don't have free speech to deal with a business and say anything you want on behalf of that business
1: i guess i don't follow what you mean what you're trying to say well, what's illegal uh, it's illegal for them they they have certain protections they still have the protection there that they can't say what is and isn't true they are not supposed to be a harbinger of what is the truth and what is not the truth and when they do take that step then they are now becoming a media company and lose, should lose that protection because the protection says you can do what you want here because you're not going to be charged with something. You can't be um, uh, sued for defamation because mm. you are not the person who quote-unquote is supposedly saying what is and isn't the truth. Well, being you're sued, just
2: the hosting but, company. But being sued for defa- defamation and doing something illegal
1: are not the same thing. If you get sued and found guilty of defamation, isn't that illegal? No. What is it? You've, you've been found guilty defamation, of defamation.
2: Defamation isn't illegal. That's why it's a civil. Uh, that's why it's a civil trial and and not a criminal trial.
1: So you can't be found guilty of defamation.
2: No, you can be. You can be sued for libel. You can be sued for slander.
1: Well, I know anybody, anybody can sue anybody.
2: But you can't be arrested for libel. No, I didn't say
1: you could be arrested for libel.
2: You still can go to you. you, you but still you get go to arrested. Court. But you get arrested for things that are illegal. Right. And you don't, so it's right. not.
1: So if you're, if you're saying this is a crime, I'm not saying that it's a crime. Right. What I'm saying is it, it is not right because they have certain protections from the federal government to allow them to operate the way they operate.
2: Essentially, uh, when somebody says something on Twitter, it's not the Twitter company saying it. It's the person who put it on. Exactly. That's what
1: it means. And when Twitter says you're not allowed to say that, so we're not... We're gonna, which has been proven to have happened.
2: Sure, well, I mean the, they, the New York they, Post they, they had the story on the Hunter Hunter Biden's laptop. They told it straight out. Also, they they said when when people were uh, putting up a lot of information about COVID, anything that they thought was not true, they
1: censored. Right, anything they thought was not true, not that and it wasn't you can,
2: true. You can get into Twitter. anything they can, thought was not true. You can get into Twitter jail for a week by implying that uh, you know somebody is is an income poop.
1: Right. But Twitter jail and. Don't ask me how I know that. Twitter jail and deleting from reputable news sources like the New York Times or Washington Times, mm-hmm. deleting source stories or not allowing stories to be shared because the DNC says, hey, you need to take this down or you need to be aware that this could possibly not be true. That's not Twitter's job based on the protections that they get from the federal government as just a hosting company. yeah, That's what I'm saying. However, and that's legally, where And that's where they're getting in trouble and why legally, so many people are up in arms about the Twitter files that were released on Friday.
2: But legally, I mean, the DNC, the RNC, neither one is a government entity. No. And so legally, there's nothing really wrong with them asking you to take Le- something down.
1: It's not a crime, no. No, not at all. It's not a crime. Um, doing it and having it done, though, when Twitter did it, that's not right.
2: It would be like if you wrote to Twitter and said several people have been using my name and saying things that aren't true, you know, please stop them from doing so. Uh, no. They may or may not stop, but right. you're certainly allowed to write that in if you
1: want. Right um, yeah, it's it's not a crime was it Was it right? you know, and, and I mean, quite frankly, and I said this before, Hunter Biden is a private citizen. Why are you asking as the De- Democratic National Convention to take out stories that have been proven as true? off twitter and not allowing stories and links that have been proven as true to not be shared by people on twitter Mm. why does the dnc care if it's a private citizen except for the fact that this could eventually end up making joe biden look bad if it is proven that he did have knowledge of the companies that were paying him but again, that, and, the Biden, and, and the Biden family right. again, for doing business with China.
2: The person who wrote in simply said that it's, it's okay if you're the DNC or the RNC to ask that something not be reported. Yeah, it's perfectly it, fine for them to do mean, it. it. It doesn't mean they have to withhold it just because you asked.
1: Yeah, it, it's perfectly fine for them to do it. It is not perfectly fine for Twitter to acquiesce to what the Democratic or or Republican National Convention, would ask somebody to do. James of Garden City writes in and says, ask Mike to define harbinger. In what context? I guess
2: he wants to know what
1: harbinger means. Okay. Or very positively what you think it means. Okay. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700. <laughs> I will uh, come back. I can back. do that, too, if you we're, want. We're up on uh, late for this break, really late for this break. When we come back, since you don't know the definition and obviously don't have Google, I'll give it to you. Coming okay. up.
5: Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper
0: and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
1: Harbinger, a noun, a person, thing, or thing that announces or signals the approach of another, um, other definitions, uh, one that initiates a major change, a person or thing that originates or helps uh, upon a new activity, method, or technology, yeah. pioneer, something that foreshadows a future event, something that gives gonna... an anticipatory sign of what is to come.
2: I was just going to use the, uh, example of a robin. A robin is a harbinger of spring because... When you see a robin, you know that spring is there coming soon.
1: There's there's uh, use in the unless word
2: you, harbinger. Unless you see one in August.
1: Uh, by the way, if you're uh, looking for definitions of things, all you have to do is, if you have a computer, go to this wonderful thing called Google, Google, <laughs> Google, okay. uh, Google and uh, just put in uh, whatever definition you're looking up. And I, It's like magic. It comes right up. I suspect he just wanted to know if you knew what it meant. I used it in a sentence when I used it, so obviously I must have. It's a harbinger of things to come. I used it correctly in a mm-hmm. sentence even. Um, other emails in this morning. Mike at uh, KBOI.com. Um, actually, this is a uh, text message at 208-336-3700. It says, uh, Chris, the difference uh, in the story you guys are talking about this morning is the FBI reached out. To uh, social network advising them to censor that is unconstitutional government interference. You're right, that is with news is the core reason for our very first amendment to the constitution. That's mm-hmm. Steve from Star writing and that there, in, and
2: there we go. Therein lies the difference. Kent says, uh, please help me understand why what the leftists are trying to do with their insistence upon everyone accepting their views on everything from gender fluidity to teaching critical race theory and the definition of bullying are any different. Bullying is defined by someone using intimidation and coercion to impose their will on others. We are taught to stand up against bullies and not allow them to exert their will on others. We do not need to accept their opinions as our own. So he says that if you're in a particular political party, in this case Democrats, and you insist that everybody believe the same things you do, that you are in fact a bully.
1: You can, I mean, Republicans do it too. It's not just Democrats that do it.
2: A lot of religions
7: do it, too.
1: Religions do it, yeah. Uh, Bill writes in, Hi, Mike and Chris. I do not uh, agree about giving illegal citizenship if they serve in our U.S. military. What happens if countries start sending their citizens to enter our military with evil intentions? They can say that they are coming for asylum, but are sent to study our military training ways and use that against us. Just saying. It's an interesting take. I didn't think about that.
2: Well, they don't, you know, just let you walk in and sign up and that's it. They do do a background check on you before you get into the uh, the, the military as well. But yeah, um, sleeper spies, they'll still exist, I'm yeah. sure.
1: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Those are numbers to remember. Coming up tomorrow morning, we will have your one final chance to get your tickets to Bill Burr Coming up tomorrow morning, tomorrow is Thursday, uh, Congressman Russ Fulcher will be with us. We're going to talk about this uh, bill, find out which way he voted. I have an idea of which way he voted, but we'll find out for sure. See what he thinks about the bill, what problems he may have with it. That's all coming up here tomorrow morning. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your Wednesday.